alongside Pat Walter, Dennis Cox here with you in the plaza at PNC. V to the Victoria out here Hi today. Hi, guys. Let's bring the mojo. I know. This. I am living the dream right now, Dennis. Are you? I I'm making my debut as a co-host here on 99.9 The Fan. I've worked here for a little over a year and a half. That you have. I feel like I've made it in Raleigh. We're going to talk about the game, go in and cover the game. These are the nights you live for a chance to close out the series here at home. And that's something that let's get right into that because Carolina has an opportunity here to do something they've only done a couple of times mm -hmm. in the last five years when making this Stanley Cup playoff run um, or this run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that is actually this is, we'll get to the first thing of our top three things here at three o'clock Pat, in 2019. In the second round of the Easter Conference Finals in Game 4 when the Canes swept the New York Islanders. They did it out on home ice. That right. was in 2019, Game 4. Last season, against the Boston Bruins, Game 7, they won it here on home ice. That's the only two times in the last five seasons that the Carolina Hurricanes have clinched a series on home ice. I want to see that happen today because... For a multitude of reasons. One, Canes can get a little bit more rest again because rest of this time of year pays dividends. Right. You and you know the Panthers are, are going to be most likely a rested team if they face them in the next round as That's, well. Yeah, because the Florida Panthers right now are up 3-1 in their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game 5 of that game is tomorrow, if I remember correctly. So they're, they potentially could have a lot of rest coming in. But we saw what the rest did for Carolina Game 1 and in Game 2 here at PNC Arena where they're well-rested, fresh, ready to go. And the Devils coming off a seven-game series only have one day of travel in between that game seven and game one here. And the Carolina Hurricanes took advantage of that. Well, there's a reason it's hard to win these kind of closeout games mm -hmm. when you're up three to one. It's because the other team is more desperate than you. Yeah. It, it, sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. Mm -hmm. Why did the Hurricanes blow out the Devils to start this series? Well, it's because the Devils were coming off an emotional game seven. The obvious answer was the right answer. And that is going to be the case here tonight where the Devils are going to bring it to start this game. And the story all series for this whole time, Dennis, has been who is able to dictate play their style, who is able to weather that early storm. And we saw what happens when the Devils get their time and space. Uh, game three, they can light up the store, score sheet. They have more stars on their team. Yeah. They have more high-end skill. But the Carolina Hurricanes have their system. It can be suffocating. It can break the devil's will, which is, I think, something that we saw yeah. uh, in game four. And if they can do that early in this one tonight, score that first goal, which is one thing Marty Natchez told me at the skate this morning. If we can get in there, score that first goal, we've got a chance to dictate the rest yeah. of the way. And uh, Rob Brindamore this morning at the morning skate, which you were at, Pat Walter, uh, talked about, hey, it's all about getting to the game that they want to play early on. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear that in the, in the way the games have gone, team that's won has kind of gotten going and everyone's happy with after the game how they played their game right they got to their game and that's you know sometimes it's just that couple shifts here or there that just kind of gets you into the game and gets the momentum going in your favor and, and then it's kind of seemed to snowball um you know for both teams so obviously we know what both teams are trying to do and getting to that first and then trying to trying to maintain it so you mentioned something a moment ago breaking the will of this new jersey devils team let's, let's get to the second thing here this is where i think the the series against the devils is different than the series against the new york islanders for the carolina hurricanes in, in this regard because the islanders were down 3-1 in the series against carolina right but that series was those games were played much closer 
Now, I know in game four, there's the 5-2 blowout, but the game one win, the game two win. Game two was an overtime game. Game six, that win against the Islanders was an overtime win. Those games were played much tighter than what we've seen in any game so far in this series. And this is why I think it's going to be different today. In game four, when Carolina started to go on their run in the second period, Lindy Ruff, the coach of the Devils, called timeout. And you look on the bench. It was clear as day on the broadcast. Dejected. Just completely dejected. They had the look of, is this over yet? Like, can, can we just be yeah. done with today? That's exactly what they did. So they came with their initial push. We saw this in game two as well. The Devils came with their initial push to start the game. Carolina weathered it. But as soon as Carolina got any sort of momentum, the New Jersey Devils had zero push back. They, they couldn't take anything that Carolina was giving to them in that regard. When they got feeling good in game number three, things worked well for them. Now, Carolina did start to push back, but they'd already built up that massive 4 nothing lead before Carolina even scored. But as soon as Carolina gets any sort of momentum going, the Devils just shut down. I think that speaks to the culture here in Carolina that that's not something you ever see no. from this team uh, here. Even in game three when they're getting blitzed by the Devils, they find a way to make that somewhat competitive, to make the Devils finish it out, close it out, the shorthanded goals and 8-4 mm -hmm. final. You never saw them dejected. And this is a team that's come back multiple times throughout the regular season uh, from multiple goal deficits to win games. And I think something that one of the reasons I think this one might be different tonight too, Dennis, is if you look at game five versus the Islanders, a yeah. little bit of a deceiving game. Yeah, You kind of have to go back through it where you look, I was looking at it today, the Canes outplayed them Almost that entire first period, but a turnover in the own end yeah. results in an easy goal. Ronta gets burned right in front of him. Then there was a goal overturned at the end of the period because of a measly offside on the entry. And then you also had Sebastian Ajo take a puck off the face, and give which then bounces. Right to Brock Nelson, who knocks it out of midair. And there you go. It's yeah. 2 nothing, and you're like, ah, it's just not our night. So I think the positive from that takeaway is the Canes brought it against a desperate team on a game they could have, maybe should have closed out. And what we've seen from the Devils' character, again, to your point, mm -hmm. that if they can't break the Devils' will tonight early, they're not going to come back. And this gets into the third thing here, our top three things here at 3, three o'clock alongside Pat Walter. Dennis Cox here with you live at PNC Arena. Third thing is Canes, outside of game three, have had consistent goaltending. There is zero confidence, zero confidence of any goaltender that the New Jersey Devils put out there right now, whether it's Akira Schmid, the rookie, whether it's uh, Vitek Vanacek, by all accounts, it looks like Vanacek, who got yanked yeah. in game number four, is starting again today. I don't care if they put in Mackenzie Blackwood, who hasn't played since the final game of the regular season they for might the New Jersey to, Devils. They might have to pull out Marty Bordeaux out of the press box that we've seen around here They as well. might. You know what? George Alves can probably honestly give you more than what they've done. Uh, George Alves, the equipment manager for the Canes, he can probably <laughs> give you more than what than what the Devils are getting. That's the difference. Ilya Sorokin in the, New, in the New York Islanders series for the Isles gave them a chance every night because Sorokin is one of the best goalies in the entire NHL. He's a Vesna Trophy candidate for best goalie in the league. There is nothing about this Devils team that says anything about their goaltending, whether it's even just stealing a save here and there just to give a, maybe a little life for their team or anything. Freddie Anderson, even though game four, or sorry, game three was a bad game, in games one, three, and four, one goal allowed. That's it. One goal allowed. And when Carolina gets a lead, Pat, they just suffocate you.
and, and they I think no Fred, room to go. I absolutely, I agree with that. I think Freddie Anderson is the goalie they've always wanted to play. I mean, it's easy to forget last season they weren't able to go to him because he was hurt. He was hurt. He's and out. you're you're dealing with the you know a playoff ultimately that was disappointing. But you're you're playing uh, Pyotr Kochekov at times. You're riding anti Ranta as far as you could go with him last postseason. And the move to Freddie Anderson game six uh, versus the Islanders proved to be another one of those moves that mm -hmm. Rod Brindamore makes that always seems to be the right one. Uh, he moved, went to him there. And the good thing now, Dennis, is that even if they do get into a spot where Anderson's running a little bit low on steam, whether that's tonight and another game down the line, Ronta is back from this illness. Yeah, uh, he's going to back Br up tonight. One of the things Rod Brindamore said in the skate was that he should be able to back up in this game. So they have him if they need him. And we saw Anderson, when he was coming back from his illness in, in the first series, mm -hmm. backed up game five. And then, like you said, starting game six. So the goaltending is the big difference. Power play, special teams overall has been in Carolina's favor for the most part in this series. Alongside Pat Welter, Dennis Cox here with you. We're live at PNC Arena, getting you set for game five tonight. We're going to get it. It's, it's warm out. It is. I know a lot of people are already getting here for tailgating, which is awesome, but it's, it's a little bit warm outside. So we're actually going to talk with Cat Campbell at about 345, give you a tailgate weather report. So when you're setting up to do your grilling out because – we all know you're going to enjoy tonight. You're going to party hard here tonight. You should have already called off work tomorrow for Friday. Go ahead and start that three-day weekend. Oh, start weekend. the weekend. Come on. Yeah, start the weekend now. tonight. Exactly. Go ahead and call in tomorrow. Say, hey, you know what? Canes are winning tonight. I'm celebrating. So even if you're grilling out at home, we have your tailgate weather report from Cat Campbell coming up at 345. Also, 330, Walt Ruff, Hurricanes.com is going to swing by right here. Darius Rucker's from South Carolina. We don't like that. Okay? Their barbecue. It's, it's trash. It's terrible. It's trash. Get it out of here. No one from South Carolina should be thinking about Raleigh. It is so hot there, Dennis. Don't like it. Don't like it. Sorry, Graham. But I, I got to make sure we set the record straight for the people out there. I do like Hilton. Thomas Blowers, if you're listening to this program right now, please go remove that off the Carolina Hurricanes playlist you made and put <laughs> yes, the right make one. sure it is the Old Crow Medicine Show version only. That's the only one that is acceptable on this program. Okay, the only one that's acceptable. So feel free to re-rack that a little bit later on, Graham. Graham Hill producing today alongside Pat Welter, Dennis Cox here with you. We're live at PNC Arena getting you ready for game five. Again, yeah, South Carolina stinks. That state stinks. I'm just saying it right now. South of the border, that's a weird truck stop, <laughs> is it not? That is a, that is a different. I, I want to write a screenplay about there it. That's a, a work in progress this that summer. That is a it's different a conversation for a different time. We digress, time. though. So we talked about earlier about how Carolina needs to take advantage of their 3-1 series lead. Now, a little bit of history context for people out there. When the Canes have a 3-1 series lead, five times in their, in their existence, a 3-1 series lead, they've won the series all five times. Right. Okay? But in game fives where they had an opportunity to clinch the series when they're up 3-1, they've only won once. They're one in four. And that includes the first round of this season against the uh, the New York Islanders when they were up three games to one. They lost here on home ice. The one time where it did happen, Pat, 2006. What happened against, that year? I think something. I think something big happened that year. Dennis. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, 2006. It was a big year. They won a Stanley Cup. This guy uh, named Rod's lifting it. You yeah, see it Rod, on TV all the time. But you know the team that they beat? Who was that? New Jersey Devils. Oh, seems like fate, in maybe the yeah. Eastern Conference semifinal. Right just pointing that out so point being this history on their side history you say is not on their side overall 
But with the way this team, you mentioned it right uh, before the, the start of the show, Bat. The way this team is structured right now, mm -hmm. with the players that they have, players that are in their peak, in their prime, or just entering it in, a couple of older vets, like, for example, Jordan Stahl is not quite the player he was three years ago. That's okay. He's still playing his role to a T. But the window and the opportunity for them to win a cup this year, I get to win a cup is right now. It is this year. Take advantage of it right now. Which is funny because a couple months ago, after the Andrei Svechnikov injury, you would have just been like, ah, that's it. Not their year. This team yeah, doesn't have the bullets in the chamber to kind of make it through the rest yeah. of the way if you lose one of their star pieces when they had maybe, you looked from the outside, a limited number of goal scorers to begin with. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, Max Pacioretty earlier in yeah. the season. Table terrified. You're like, that's it. It's like, it's like, what else can we take? Like, what else can we do? But in the four games of this series, 21 goals in those four games. The most ever scored in a four-game stretch in the Stanley Cup playoffs as a whole is 23. So, again, Kane's goal scoring has been pretty amazing for the fact that you mentioned those three guys. Patch Reddy, Svechnikov, Teravine, out of the lineup. It reminds me of a saying that Hubert Davis likes to make, which Go is, on. I don't know when your opportunity is going to come, mm -hmm. where, when, how, or why, but it will, and you better be ready. Yeah. Now, we don't need to get into how this applies to how he utilizes the North Carolina Tar Heel bench, but how it applies to That's this situation different. is that you didn't think that this would have been a playoff opportunity. You didn't wouldn't think this would be a chance to win the Stanley Cup with this current team. But now it is. The mm -hmm. opportunity has arrived because best team in the regular season, the Boss. Bruins, gone. gone. I actually thought they matched up pretty well with them regardless. I would sure. have liked their chances. The team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup, the Rangers, who had their number last year, gone. gone. There is no dominant team in the Western Conference. When you watch the Colorado Avalanche last year, they looked different. They moved different. They had an incredible amount of depth, They're skill, gone. elite talent. They are out of the picture as well. The Western Conference is beating itself up. Nobody out there scares you, and the Florida Panthers shouldn't either, and I don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs have what it takes to come back. No. Now is the time, and yeah. you don't know when it's going to come again. You don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of years, how, how Brent Burns is going to last. I mean, gosh, the guy's a... I don't want to bet against old. him, but geez, he played every game this season. He's a, he's a pure Iron Man. But you've got a, a good team here, Sebastian Ajo in his prime. He, he's not, you know, you've got guys that aren't demanding superstar money yet. You got a core here that can do it. You got to seize it. And something you mentioned as well to me is Carolina continues overall, for the most part, on the moves they've made to build this roster are hitting. They every are time. hitting on the right moves, and it's. And it's bringing in, for example, like a, a Paul Stasting was brought in. He was signed after Patch Reddy got hurt in the offseason, the first time he got hurt back mm -hmm. in, I think it was August. So they went and they signed Patch Reddy, or sorry, they went ahead and signed Paul Stasny after that because, hey, you know what? We need another veteran depth guy. Well, who had the overtime game winner in game six? Paul, Paul Stasny. Who was, who was there with, with key goals there in, in game two uh, of that series as well? Paul Stasny. You know, it's, so it's just, it's those kinds of guys. And, Keeping a guy at a veteran presence like a Derek Stepan on the roster, he was a he was a PTO guy, uh, a professional uh, tryout just in training camp, wasn't even under contract. But the trade for Shane Gostisbehar to help solidify the second power play unit and solidify that third defensive pair alongside Jalen Chapfield, those small moves have paid dividends. You know what's also made dividends? The moves they haven't made. Right, not like bringing in a Timo Meyer, not breaking up not, the core, not sacrificing yeah. the future. Now, you could say the window was here. Maybe you, you should have gone all in. Yeah. But 
I think they also understood that there was a system in place here, a core guy that understood that group. And if you bring in somebody of that caliber from the outside, would it upset the apple cart, so to speak? Mm -hmm. That's debatable. Yeah, but also you're asking for Seth Jarvis if you're the San Jose Sharks, which they were. Mm -hmm. Not giving that guy up. Not the young core player. Don't want to give that swagger Don't want to give up. that guy up. No, it's just, and how great has Jarvis been overall in these playoffs? He's been fantastic. And... He's done more than Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer, the entire playoffs, has one goal, one assist. He's a minus player. It's also the it's also the moves of knowing when to let guys go. So you look at Dougie Hamilton, for example, former Carolina Hurricane. Loved Dougie Hamilton here, right? But there's also that question of well, what about playoff Dougie Hamilton? Mm. There are questions of yeah, in the regular season, really good numbers. Playoffs, can he can he do the do the quote-unquote dirty stuff in the playoffs in terms of winning puck battles in the quarters, boxing guys out in front of the net defensively in order to win playoff games. This playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes, zero goals, zero assists. And this includes the 8-4 blowout that the Devils had of the Canes in game three. Zero goals and zero assists in that game as well. And he's a minus player. He's a minus eight in this series this is a guy who had 22 goals and 52 assists in the regular season in 82 games but he hasn't done anything in the playoffs in the playoffs overall in 11 games he just has one goal and two assists and he's a minus nine overall so it's knowing when to let guys go and also finding the right guys that fit you for the playoffs Stefan Nason for example that dude's like yes. that guy is, that gets built for playoff hockey he was in the AHL last year I'm glad you mentioned his yeah. name Chicago Wolves this stat blows my mind. He had 48 goals and 85 points last year in the AHL. Yeah. And you're talking about knowing when you can let guys go. Nino Niederreiter, Vincent Trocek, Tony D'Angelo, all walking free agency. Three of your top five goal scorers or point totals from last year. Yeah. And you're able to slot in people like Paul Stastny, who you talked about, like Stefan Nason, who you talked about. And they could come in here and have career years. Uh, Natchez is another one who his most highest goal total ever was 16 goals, 14 goals the year before. They bet big on Natchez this season. He also those bet guys big walk. on himself, yeah. They, they bet big on Natchez, and he's coming through right now. You're talking about getting goals from a lot of different places, but if you want to talk about a potential star emerging, Natchez with two goals last game. But I, I kind of your point of making all the right moves, Dennis. Mm -hmm. They've had this run here. We should mention Don Waddell's name, of course, exactly. as well, that the puppet master behind it in co concert with Rod Brindamore. But all those years, five years, five playoff appearances, this is the spot. You've yeah. got the system. You've got the culture. You want to cash in because history doesn't remember teams that lose. History doesn't remember teams that finish the second. History remembers 2006. Yeah. That's the way you live in infamy. They got a chance here. Can they do it? I don't know, but I don't see why they can't. And like you mentioned, the way things have broken in their favor in terms of the Eastern Conference, no no Rangers, no Bruins, uh, all those all those teams are out of their way. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, no Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. They're out of their way. Guess what? They they talk about in the NCAA tournament sometimes, bracket luck. Well, guess what? You got bracket luck here for Carolina. You might be facing the Florida Panthers in the Eastern Conference Finals. No reason why this Canes team shouldn't right. be in the Stanley Cup There's finals. a chance to elevate hockey, not just here, but hockey, this whole the Southern uh, just kind of viewpoint on it. I think yeah. the Lightning have done that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of comparisons you can make between the Lightning and the Hurricanes. The only thing that's missing right now is the Stanley Cup. Lightning have a couple of them. Let's bring it back. But now's the time.